welcome to the Better Birth podcast. This season we're doing things a little bit different. All of the episodes in this season are positive birth stories. So get comfy and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of the Better Birth Podcast. Today I'm talking to Ruth about her positive birth story. Hi Ruth. Hello. Before I say any more, I've got my twelve week old here. So if you hear any snuffling and weird sounds, it's him, not me. <laughs> Most right, we don't <laughs> we don't mind baby noises. I like baby noises. <laughs> Hello. How uh, how long ago did you give birth? It's all quite fresh still, isn't it? Yeah, so end of November. Yeah, we were quite lucky in that we were sort of in those few weeks, just I think it was a week before the lockdown around then. Mm -hmm. So my husband, I spoiler, when we were in hospital, um, he was allowed in for quite a lot of time for quite a few hours with us. So that was really nice. And then and then a few days later, kind of people weren't allowed their husbands in for visiting hours. So I felt quite fortunate. Yeah, that's good timing then in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the home birth was still running, so mm-hmm. my home birth was approved and everything. They had people that were able to come out to us and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So, and you had a quite a positive birth, didn't you? Extremely positive. Yeah. I still feel so good about it now. Well, it's not that long later, but yeah, just... It, but I'm smiling, <laughs> remembering it, but it makes me feel like a bit of a superhero, like it really does. My first birth was really hard, and I won't go into details, particularly this time, but maybe it's a story for another day, but yeah, so I felt quite badly affected by that birth for a long time afterwards, and I didn't really know what to expect this time. I was an- really anxious, not about the birth, but about the, the time afterwards in the first year. And I kind of, even though I'm, I've been a birth doula and postnatal doula for a couple of years now after birth, my son, uh, and so I've been at a lot of other people's births. And I don't, I feel that birth is a really powerful thing, but it is really different when it's yourself. Yeah. And I had a lot of my own stuff to work through still even though I've done so much debriefing Mm. and yeah it was um it actually turned out to be just this incredibly powerful experience I don't know what I think about the word empowering it only seems to be used about women I think one of the things um that made it so good was having a support system in, in place and last time I knew that there was a lot of things I didn't know and this time there's still things you don't know and still things you don't know how it's going to go and it um you can't control every all your environments even or or the experience completely mm. but i felt really supported i felt so supported emotionally and physically um by the people i had around me so i had two doulas of my own because i'm fancy like that apparently <laughs> so <I had laughs> support from you know my friends too um so that was made a big difference and really helped us yeah. work through things and I um I planned for a home birth the same as I did with my first and um because I had a cesarean the first time around so if this is a VBAC mm-hmm. I was 
recommended to go under consultant-led care, which I declined because I didn't want to have that argument, basically. I felt yeah. I'd read recommendations and I felt I'd made that decision from the right place. Mm-hmm. But I was put through to consult anyway and received a phone call and that phone call was quite difficult. Um, so I'm kind of going through this because... I had quite a tricky build up to it, I guess. So the consultant, yeah. you know, told me basically I'd be lucky to be alive. That was her words. If you have a home birth, um, and she said at the end, "I wish you luck, and if you <laughs> if you make it if you make it out alive, you and your baby, then you'll be one of the lucky ones." Is what she said. Wow. So that's horrific. I mean, it is horrific, and it's just so inaccurate. It's just yeah. so bad in so many ways, and you know, I had. I had a wall up into that phone call knowing there was going to be a little bit of coercion and like some negativity but still some of that got inside my head because you're pregnant and it was in the middle of a pandemic and it's just horrible to be told that really Mm. but anyway I said no I'm going to be continuing with my home birth plans and she said oh okay I need to really work on my persuasion skills don't I (laughs) so I was like so that's all it is you're just I was like no no you know you've tried to persuade me but I feel like I'm educated and you're you're a grown adult weighing up your options and your risks and making an informed decision it's not a case of trying to persuade you and bend your will to make you do something that she thinks is best no yeah yeah, so there was a bit of you know pudding so i'm not calling you pudding (laughs) you can call me pudding if you (laughs) will i don't mind (laughs) Uh, yeah so anyway I, i was supported by the the community team to have an out of guidelines and I had to sign the forms and say I was having an out of guidelines home birth Mm -hmm. Uh, and when the time came I went to 40 weeks and I had some had some like quite strong Braxton Hicks in the leading up weeks and things that felt a bit stronger you know it wasn't prodromal or anything but it there were some stronger contractions and I absolutely loved it I remember the first time being like is this it is that it oh and I was excited the first time but I just I wanted it to happen right now and this time around I was just I just was so happy like every time I felt someone I was like that's the next thing and that's that happening and yeah it felt really good like it it was like Christmas Eve but I wasn't waking up at 5 a.m you know I was like I was ready to yeah all to happen in its own time that was a really nice feeling and the night before I kind of felt I didn't want to sit down although there wasn't really contact I was like oh I feel a bit antsy mm. and I did a forward leaning inversion before I went to bed and I was like oh get stuff started oh hello baby you wait now yeah okay <laughs> and then and then that night I woke up at midnight with, with contractions I was like oh here we go this is it now and I was just so happy like all through the night I'd wake up my husband actually had gone to sleep in my son's bed to get some more sleep. So it was just me and my three-year-old in the bed. And every time I had a contraction, I'd like, I'd, it would wake me up and I'd just like smile to myself and hug my little one, <laughs> my Aww. son, and then go back to sleep. And I just have like, I don't think I would have felt that happy in those moments if I wasn't, uh, if I hadn't kind of been prepared, do you know what I mean, for the birth and felt safe about my plans. So my plans for birth, were that I was going to call the midwives as late as humanly possible, basically, yeah. and that no one else was to call them except me. Mm-hmm. I was quite strict on that. Like, so I wanted the doula to come, and um, so Laura, Scarlett, and Charlie 
mm-hmm. and then we're gonna and then we're gonna come along when I felt like I was physically needed some support maybe some you know massage or hip squeezes or something yeah or my husband needed help for something but I didn't want the midwives to be there until really I was pushing the baby out but I just wanted it to be my space and I've been at so many births where the atmosphere has been even by really well-meaning midwives mm-hmm. I just I have yeah and my own my own first birth was really affected by the attitudes of the people in the room oh my god can you hear baby's just poop is he doing okay <laughs> oh my god it's been recorded I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping the poo in because that's hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so I, I wanted to keep everything in my control. It was really important to me. I think that was, I'm referring everything back to the first point, but that's basically how I was thinking and planning everything. Mm-hmm. Is that what, what, what did I find traumatic in my first birth? And what do I see um, in positive births? that I go to and for me it was doesn't matter like the medicalizedness it doesn't matter what gets chosen really it matters who does the choosing and and if the woman feels at the center of that then that's what matters and that that was what I felt I just thought I want to be doing the choosing um and yeah that's what I did basically the whole time that's why it felt so good I actually started off this pregnancy thinking it was going to be well wanting a free birth and that really is because of my need for control and wanting, knowing, okay, if I'm the only one there, if my husband's the only one there, I can kind of prep my husband to the enough uh, so that we know what's going to happen and know, like, not know what's going to happen, but we are the ones that are choosing. And as it went on and on, he didn't feel comfortable with that. And I, at first, was like, mm, you can't tell me what to do. It's my baby, it's my body, you know, like, it's not, not your birth. You can't do that. And then I've got, I don't know if it's more reasonable, but I felt, I thought about it long and hard and felt actually, if that was him having a baby and he only wanted me to be there, uh, I would probably feel kind of medically responsible for him as well and quite scared and maybe not comfortable. So, and I've been to birth and feel much better about it than he does. So anyway, so I was like, okay, I will have midwife have a home birth. This is the journey. And then so I'll get back to the actual birth. So that morning I woke up and I still, I, I text the doulas to tell them uh, secretly. <laughs> that I, I was like, I think this is it. You know, I'm having some contractions. They're not regular or strong, but they kind of come in every so often and they feel different now. And it feels like it because the first time as well, I hadn't had contractions like this. My waters had gone before I had contractions. So it was the first time I'd had this experience. And I didn't tell my husband <laughs> because... Not because he wouldn't be supportive, but I just knew it would put an expectation of me, like someone in the house, yeah. and he'd be like, "Are you okay? Oh, what's happening now?" And I just wanted—I don't know—I was, I was kind of having fun. I was like, "This is good. This is nice." Like, he'll be there because he was working from home anyway. Like, he'll, you know, there's going to be people will be there when they need to be there. So, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was half term. That's right. That was good timing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we went on like that all day long, and then it got to like my three-year-old's bedtime and I was like I don't feel able to do bedtime now they were like coming every five minutes <laughs> so I was like I don't feel that comfy anymore uh, so then I told him and then it just ramped up really I mm. 
it, but I felt so in control the whole time. That's why I'm telling you this bit yeah. of the story and spending so much time on it because I was just loving it. I felt it felt really good until like 10 o'clock. I, I called my mum as well to come and look after my, my big one in case we got transferred. And I had in my head the whole time. Like, I didn't have a problem with being transferred. I just wanted it to be my decision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we about 9, 10 p.m. I think it was, I felt like physically a little bit overwhelmed and I was starting to feel like, oh, actually, I feel like I need some help now, some suggestions. My mind was getting a bit fuzzy with the how quickly the contractions were coming. I was like, actually, I feel like I need someone here. So I called, called up the doulas and, and Laura came within the hour and um, it was lovely. It was such a, I didn't know how, it sounds so daft because obviously I'm quite a strong advocate for, for doulas and really believe in them, but I didn't know how I would feel having someone there. But it just, yeah. it felt amazing. She was just like, just slotted in was calm and quiet and I was just like, and also I was like oh I'm going to be like naked and oh how's that going to be in front of my friend and also a doula and my colleague like this is odd but it was like really normal at the time um yeah so we stayed doing all that for a long time and then I realized I think it was about 2 a.m maybe 1 a.m tried to get the pool sorted but to be honest there wasn't enough hot water so it wasn't that comfy um it didn't help so it helped a bit, but because it was quite cold, it wasn't that helpful. And we, yeah, I had felt like for quite a long time that I was sort of, it was a pushing feeling. So it was, I was like making these really guttural kind of pushing noises. I was trying, I was like, I know that I'm not at the pushing stage. I just didn't feel like I was at that stage. But yeah, my body was doing this like downwards thing. And I was like, something don't know I don't feel it doesn't feel quite right and I hadn't let the baby move for a little while I was like mm, not sure how I feel about this but in my kind of labor land having contractions every I don't know two minutes for a minute and a half you know you're trying to have these um good uh, sensible thoughts but also and you're yeah. trying to do these risk assessments like as humans you're like <laughs> assessing stuff again and I was like right okay is do I still feel safe and I basically felt actually I'm not sure anymore and that was enough that was really enough for me to think okay I'm not sure I need I need to check something else now I, I need to check like yeah. I still didn't want the midwives there because I knew I wasn't at the point of having the baby yet mm-hmm. And if everything was okay, I didn't want somebody's anxiety and fear. But and the midwives that had I'd had from my in my community had basically shown me they weren't that confident about home birth. And my my actual community midwife had told me originally that um, I wasn't allowed. They didn't do feedback home birth. weren't a thing. She said no, that doesn't happen. I was like, well, I've been to some, <laughs> and I know it is yeah. a thing. Uh, but okay so I just knew that she wasn't that confident and that the team weren't Mm. um so when it came to it I was like okay actually I'm gonna I'm gonna check and see how dilated I am I'd been checking my cervix throughout pregnancy so I knew what it felt like Mm. in case this arose and now I'm not a midwife but I felt like I could make some sort of assessment to see if I was dilated or not and I was maybe one two centimeters at this point and this Mm. was and I because I'd been doing that like quite it felt like hefty pushing and I was not 
pushing that my body had been doing this like downward movement yeah. and I hadn't felt the baby I was like you know what if there's another 10 hours of this I'm, I'm not happy that everything's okay without any assistance if it's if I'd have been eight centimeters if two hours I might have felt much more comfortable but I was like if it's 10 hours or longer obviously because we're not we're not textbooks we're human yeah. um I was like I don't feel comfortable so I was like okay now I've got to get my husband and Laura to fully know that this isn't me in transition panicking this is me having made I've been about I think it was about an hour on my own kind of making these decisions like feeling this and thinking it through Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I need them because I also (laughs) this is too much detail sorry (laughs) but this is like really important part of my story for me that I didn't want them to feel that they'd let me down and that they knew yeah. that I had this dream birth and that I wanted I really wanted a home birth I did a big part of it was that I wanted a home birth and had that image of me all smuggled up in bed but also that wasn't the main thing the main thing was the decision making so I kind of said to them I was like guys I'm I'm not comfortable with this anymore but probably not in that <laughs> that way because I was like saying it with with big contractions um and then they my husband said okay let's take some time have take 10 minutes and we'll talk about it again if, if you don't mind and like just to make sure you're sure and I, I knew that they were going to say that or like someone was going to say so like, that's absolutely fine so I waited another hour and kind of let them come to terms with it which yeah no, it was really necessary like it was really important to me that they yeah. knew I was just making a rest decision mm-hmm. and for me as well like maybe I would have changed my mind or felt differently or the lady like maybe birth would have changed in that time but it didn't yeah so then I was like okay no I'm gonna go in now I'm gonna go in and I'm only going in for cesarean that was my that was my plan I was like I'm not going in for induction because that it just hadn't gone well for me before Mm. and I couldn't put the baby couldn't feel the baby move that well so I was like no I'm Mm. I'm I'm not gonna go in and try and I knew it was gonna the journey and being there was gonna stop my natural oxytocin like this was this was now an interruption to that natural birth bit that I'd done so now I was going into the medical bit that was like yeah I don't know if that was sound really mad to people but that was just how I had it that was my choice and this has been planned for like quite a few months as well so if I go into hospital I'm going to really try and advocate hard for a, for a cesarean straight away rather than in augmentation um <clears throat> so that was a bit scary so my husband was like a bit nervous because I said are you okay and he's like yeah just you know a bit I really want to fight and I was like okay and whereas the first time I just felt so passive and kind of almost out of body experience like lost yeah lost my own agency mm-hmm. really um I did go in a bit bolshy I did and yeah I just said I'm not I'm not getting on the bed I'm not being monitored but please contact the anaesthetist uh please you know get me a um cannula I, I want cesarean as soon as it's possible so I'm playing with a baby toy now in my hand if you can hear that <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm jiggling it for me not for you yeah and you know there was a little bit of resistance and there was a little bit of trying to get me on the bed and get me monitored and things and I know like if you're worried let's monitor you now I was saying well yeah that's all well and good but 
we need to get the baby out if I'm <laughs> if we're worried. Um, yeah. Really, really wanted to give me um, a VE and um, vaginal examination, vaginal examination, sorry. And I said, well, apparently, I don't remember actually saying this, but my husband said, so get me into theatre and then we'll talk about it with my words. <laughs> I was quite strong. <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess it, you guys don't know me, but I'm not normally someone to talk like that. So, um, yeah, it was it was good. I felt like I'd really prepared myself to have this conversation at this point, like in pain, pretty knackered. But I was like, no, this is what's going to happen now. Um, and yeah, like they had someone in theatre, but as soon as they were out, they got me in. And oh, like there were... There were moments where I had people talking to me in a way I wouldn't like. So one of the midwives was obviously like very visibly frustrated with me and kept, she says things like stop making things harder for yourself because I wanted to move while I was having my contractions and lying down for me was excruciating. And obviously I had to lie down at some point to get the spinal, (laughs) get me into theatre, they got me onto the bed and stuff. So um, yeah, they but while I was on the bed I wanted to be like moving sideways and they wanted to hold the thing to me and um, she's going you're just making things harder for yourself you're getting hysterical and I wasn't hysterical I just had a way of dealing with the pain but because in the first time when things like that were said to me it really it went straight kind of to my soul and I took it on board and I was like I'm hysterical I'm the problem this is awful but this time I just had I don't know if I'm allowed to say I just had like these little these little bats up kind of like batting away the words they were saying, I was just like, F you, you know, goodbye. Those words, they're, they're your problem, not my problem. And that felt really good. I felt really protected and I knew my husband was there and he, like, he was a bit worried because he couldn't get as close to me, you know, when everyone's like busy around you and doing stuff. And he yeah. was like, he was holding my hand, but it was like a bit further away and we weren't engaged. Like we'd really, we'd really been a team at home. I could see his face, but I was kind of able to say to him like, yeah, I feel strong and I feel like we've got this and it's really good yeah and then we just went into theatre <laughs> he said oh this is silly as well but after like a few days after birth he said it really is like a um a credit to your he said it's a really a credit to your brand Ruth even like of, of my personality that you really pissed off everyone in that theatre so much, but you able you're able to make friends with them all again by the end. It's <laughs> like got them back on board. So I've been like because I was, yeah, I was like I'm not moving. You know, you can't examine me. You can't do this. No, no, no. And I could hear like I could hear the surgeons like sighing, <laughs> actually irritated me. At least this is like oh, like rumbling and like just being really short of me. And just I think they thought I was just being a pain for no reason and he kept saying to me why don't you want a VE and I was like you can't like and I kept saying I'm not going to talk about that with you now but imagine if yeah. it had been some I don't know if it yeah if it had been sexual assault or something and you're asking yeah. me to relive that right now while I'm telling you I don't want that decision. yeah awful and I said I'm not going to tell yeah. you I'm not talking about it um, and to be honest, like, it doesn't have to be a sexual assault. Like the reason I didn't want it was because of trauma. We still tell ourselves these things, don't we? Like we say, like, oh, my trauma is not good enough to be, to yeah, yeah. to be. Um, but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter why you if you if you don't want to have vaginal exam, you don't have to. Like, and you shouldn't have to justify it. It's your decision. Exactly. Um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So. Um, 
in the end they said you need to have one because if the baby's about to come out then he'll get they'll get his head stuck we need to like actually know that they're all that that does sound like a really good reason yes you may do one now yeah. um uh yeah and it was it was fine and yeah the cesarean went really well it was i i almost felt like i was passing out the first time just just very odd situation and i think i might have had but this time i just was there you know it's still it's weird having surgery awake and it's not what i would choose it's not what i chose first off you know that wasn't my like a plan but i really felt i got there through my own agency and my baby was born really well and the lovely little cry and you know my husband was there and happy he was able to be with me which was amazing um yeah it just felt and it it felt like i had won not against anyone but just i was like yes this is exactly what i needed i needed to have it all on my terms and yeah i might have annoyed some people but that's okay because actually the system's built for this average person and no one fits that so we're all going to be outside of exactly what what works best for surgeons really yeah yeah it was fantastic and i do feel i I felt slight shame for a couple of days just because i think i did want you have this like dream idea i wanted to be able to put on instagram it's so pathetic i'm like don't feel proud saying it but there was a bit of me that wanted to like have this lovely picture of us all at home or have beautiful photos of a uh, you know water birth Mm. and there's a bit of loss there and then I was like actually I need to feel ashamed because this isn't about anyone else I could feel lost and grieve a little bit the birth I get but I don't feel ashamed now at all I feel incredibly proud Um, and yeah just really happy that we've got what we wanted (laughs) feels good I think I think it's amazing that you've had such a positive experience having you know having gone through that kind of journey throughout throughout the birth and and how amazing to be able to tell it to people and for other people to hear that and and hear you know hear that you can have that positive experience even you know going in for a cesarean like a a kind of unplanned c-section and still have a really positive experience I think I think it's almost your your birth story story to me is, is almost more important than all of those amazing Instagram worthy positive home births because your birth story is the one that's going to educate and comfort and empower more women I think so I think it's fantastic um and yeah I, I really appreciate you telling it because it's I think it's I think it's really important it does I feel really good talking to you about it I think I feel a bit nervous and I realize other people are going to hear it and I'm like oh god and then I lose what I'm saying because <laughs> it is it's hard to get over those expectations and like then having been a doula for all that time as well and a lot of people said to me oh do you feel more pressure because you're a doula do you feel more pressure to have a positive birth I was like well I didn't thanks for that um <laughs> you just but I think there is a bit you know you feel like you should know you should know what you're doing and you should be able to comfort or like kind of reduce pain enough and it's like in a way you're thinking like oh this is bad for marketing isn't it if I can't have my own home birth I can't like do that there's a lit you know there's just like these little niggles but 
overall, I think the important thing all. is <laughs> it just doesn't matter at all. I think the, I think the key thing is though is that we're all, we're all human. We can't predict what birth is going what's going to happen in birth. You know, we can't predict how we how we as human beings are going to cope with the experience. But what made it powerful and, and, and positive for you is all that prep that you did and being in control and feeling confident to advocate for yourself and your decisions. And I think overall, I think that's what everyone needs to take away from this. It's not, it's not that, you know, um, home birth, natural birth experience. It, it, is, it is doing the work and making sure that you're informed and understanding your choices enough to be able to feel to, to be able to stand by your choices and also be, you know knowing enough to to, to, make, to feel empowered to make that decision to change from your plans if you need to rather than kind of wildly just sticking to one version of what you think birth should be and not you know not feeling like you can kind of flex from that um yeah I think I think it's totally on brand. I think it's you know, I think it's really, <laughs> it is really I think it's fantastic. Yeah. No, I yeah. do feel I, I will I will shout about it as I am now and I, I definitely will because as much as my first birth made me want to be a doula because I saw that people needed that support for all that some people wanted and, and felt they needed extra support from an extra person or an advocate and um, emotional support and physical support like this made me see that the antenatal side of it is so, is so important and getting someone to the place where they feel strong in themselves is yeah really really key part um, you can't help but bring it back to kind of what you do I'm sure you do it you, you know like when people say they don't have an agenda, doulas and hypnobirthing teachers and anyone in the birth world, if they say they don't have an agenda, if they say they don't have preferences, like I call bullshit really because like we all do. Like if even you 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 can debrief as much as you like, but you like our reality is linked to our emotions, isn't it? That all of our memories are emotional, so you can't help but have that connected. And and debriefing is really important and being aware of your own agenda I think it's really important yeah um, yeah not I'm not taking that to people I like my agenda is that people get their choices <laughs> like yeah that they they get what they want like, whatever that might yeah. be thank you so much for sharing your your birth story with me I really really appreciate it and I do think it's a really out of all the birth stories that I've heard I think yours is one of the most important ones to get out there because it just shows how important feeling empowered is and being informed and being able to make those decisions in a, it, from a, like, an informed place. So, yeah, thank, I really, really do appreciate you recording this with me. Thank you. That's lovely. It's been absolute pleasure just chatting to you and being able Aww. to just share it, really. It's, it's lovely. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for listening and for sharing it. Oh, you're welcome. I've enjoyed that. I've even enjoyed seeing babies. Yeah, thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> right. Um if when you do start doodling again, um after your maternity leave, um uh, and or, or if anyone wants to um contact um Charlie and, and um Laura, where do they need to go to find you? Yeah, good point. So um www.goodbirthpractice.co.uk 
is us or you know, some family group pay for her to do that as well if you want to. So yeah, but I'll be your follow. I'll be back as soon as I as soon as I can. If I could leave my boobs behind, it might be sooner, but yeah, it'll be a little <laughs> it'll be a little while, I think. <laughs> Oh, so enjoy the rest of your weekend and thank thank you you so much all right bye bye